This week's podcast brought to you in part by Tom's Shoes. With every pair you purchase, Tom's will give a pair of new shoes to a child in need. Just visit whatdothey.com and click on the link for Tom's Shoes. Please. Hi, this is Molly Bryant, and you're listening to What Do They Said. <laughs> you get you get man from other rooms. Did you hear? 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 What do they say? to hear what duvet has to say hello again everybody you are listening to the official podcast of the what duvet said cultural entertainment digest found on your web browser at what i am your host jason Duplissy, coming at you from duvet's studio south in the hollywood hills of los angeles california and joining me as always is your host the man who can't fake bone structure i live for those jason i live for those introductions this is robert bob duvet Coming to you from an undisclosed hotel room in the heart of the revolution that is this show, What Do They Said. Yes, another week. Another week of glory, Jason. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for, for glory, glory. You see that? Suddenly I became Ben Vereen and Pippin. Who's with me? Ben Vereen and Pippin? I'm with you uh, with Scotty Pippin. I don't know about Ben Vereen. Uh, Vereen, is it? Yeah, see, that's exactly why our podcast reaches such a wide audience, because you you, you target the Scotty Pippin people, and I target the Ben Vereen people, Pippin. You see what I mean? Yeah. Everybody loves us because of that. How are you, Rob? I'm doing very well, Jace. Thanks for asking. I am uh, excited to do this show. I am excited for the weekend. It's uh, Everything's coming up, roses! Ah, oh, see, come on, you know, you know where I'm going with the Ben Vereen Pippin. If you're singing, everything's coming up roses. I uh, I play dumb, Jace. It's my bone structure. All right, <laughs> you can't fake that. Uh, so we've got an exciting show today. Is that correct? Do we have guests? Do we have what's going on? Well, Fill me in. We Fill me with do. your mystery. Reba's back in my good graces because she got the get of all gets. Oh, who? Are you ready for this? We have. I don't know how she did it, but we have Kim Kardashian's ass on our show. Oh, whoa. Is there room in the podcastle for that? <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's First of all, the crudita plate we laid out for Kim Kardashian's ass, completely obliterated. All gone. <laughs> And right now she's. I like that you've 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 laid out a crew d'état. <laughs> well, you know it's a, it's a revolution, Jace. That's true. Okay, Lovely. but uh, I wanted crew to tell you. I should say that the, the ass is here, you know, for a reason. Um, apparently, just in the process of writing a a memoir, and uh, wants to discuss the book. It's called Point of Entry: Kim Kardashian's Ass, a Memoir. Oh. Yeah. I'd read that. Did you? Can I just say, uh, did you see Kim Kardashian's ass in the Super Bowl commercial? Oh, I, I catch it whenever possible. It, it's hard to miss. Yeah, well, it was prominently featured in the Super Bowl commercial. They actually panned from her ass up to her face. It was completely gratuitous. I'm sure she, she was, Kim Kardashian was totally unaware that they were uh, sexualizing her like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's oh, part of the oh. controversy. I should I should say so. The the asses agreed to talk with us about uh, the recent appearance on stage with Prince at Madison Square Garden, where uh, it apparently there's a work stoppage. It refused to shake, and uh, Prince uh, yeah, well, asked it to leave. I know. I saw the video that you posted on the blog. That's actually the first time I saw the video, and I, I didn't think it was. I thought she was sort of good natured about the whole thing. Maybe I'm just on Kim Kardashian's side. I, I, I don't know. I'm, well, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling the love for Kim. I Kardashian. thought. I thought. And I'm not saying the ass was doing this. I thought Kim was pulling that. Oh my God! I'm so embarrassed. You don't get pulled up on stage by Prince, and not shake your ass, Jace. It's just that's. It, there's two places where you're obligated to do that. One is on stage with Prince, and the other I would. Imagine is in the shower of a maximum security prison. Okay, and, I understood. Well, we'll have to hear from the ass. Oh yeah, there's but, but a few more things. The the ass is going to be very very forthcoming. This is a get, my friend, and it's also going to discuss uh, what it's like to be painted entirely silver. 
Nice, good. Um, what it's like taking direction from Kim. <laughs> and right, yeah. and lastly, uh, how it feels to be used as a tackling dummy for marginal rappers and uh, NFL players. So we have a lot, a lot of questions. I hope there's a, this might be a supersized edition. Yeah, a lot of ground to cover. Okay. <laughs> And we're also we're also going to try and get uh, listener Sean on, who's a big Bachelor fan. So he's going to hopefully join our roundtable discussion and uh, call it as he sees it when we discuss the Bachelor later in the program. So I, okay. I think that's a pretty, pretty big show so far. OK, yeah. And I'm interested in talking about last night's Bachelor because I, I did actually watch it and I... I just said last night's Bachelor. It was on like a couple nights ago. You know what, though? Just for the sake of uh, consistency, let's always refer to Bachelor as last night's Bachelor. Will you, will you do that for me? I will absolutely call it last night's Bachelor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, before we get to the news, because I know there is news, I, we touched on it briefly. You you watched the Super Bowl, right? I did. Do you have Both any halves. feelings on Super Bowl or the commercials or anything like that? Because that's what everybody talks about. Yeah, I mean, I to be honest with you, uh, the commercials were were amusing, and and I wasn't I wasn't blown away by many of them, but the game itself was very good. So, yeah, the game was very good, and just the whole idea that Super Bowl commercials mean something now. I, like I remember that it seems like I've been alive long enough to remember that whole Apple ad, the the you know the 1984 ad that started yeah. this whole Super Bowl commercial craze and it's just so interesting mm -hmm. how it it's become a thing that super bowl commercials are a thing now that every single commercial in the super bowl has to be an event uh i i, I just i i find myself sitting and being surprised that that's actually how the culture has shifted to to the fact i'll that tell you what surprises me about how the culture has shifted so i'm watching the halftime show and to be totally honest with you i i think the black ips are like pedestrian at best in, in what they do, you know, as far as their songs and their kind of faux anthems or whatever. Um, I didn't think that they were that really compelling or interesting. And can somebody please explain to me what, why there's the need to always trot slash out to play some sort of guitar solo. Um, it does, that, that part of it seemed completely and totally out of left field. He plays a bit of sweet child of mine with Fergie. Yeah. And I think she does that song with him on a new album or something. I don't know. She sang with him on a new record. So there's probably some sort of cross promotion going on. But I don't know. Slash popping up. He's become like the new uh, who's the guy that, you, that, you know, is just kind of everywhere. He's Ted McGinley. He's the new Ted McGinley. He's 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 the where is Waldo in a top hat. Yeah, exactly. I, I will say that as far as the Black Eyed Peas go, that I was watching them on television during the halftime uh, show at the Super Bowl thinking, these just look like ordinary people. They don't look like superstars to me. They just like look like dudes that I'd see, you know, hanging out at the dog park. You know, I'm like, really? These, these, this is the entertainers that, you know, are amazing us. And then Usher flew in well, and I was like, Usher, what? Well, he was actually, he's pretty talented. I agree with you on that, though. But it gives us all hope, Jace. That's true. <laughs> yeah. We could all be snatched from dog parks across the, the globe and, and thrown onto a stage in front of uh, millions of viewers. <laughs> right. All right. Well... I will say this, though. Slash is running the risk of being the Betty White of his generation. <laughs> all right. Enough of that, Rob. It's time for News. We have a lot of uh, directions we can go in. Let's, let's we'll start with one, one of my favorite subjects, drugs. Oh, by the way, Jace, I did your homework assignment. I went on a seventy-two hour coke bender. Oh, uh huh. And how did how that go for you? Oh, uh, boy, or boy, is my nostrils tired? <laughs> I bet. All right. Well, I, I completely forgot what mine was, so I'm, I'm glad that um, at least one of us stepped up to what bat. What was yours? Mine must have been more fun because I really, I, I really took to it like the old days. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what my homework assignment was. I've been really busy with this show, this play I'm directing, which we can talk about I couldn't about get arrested because I was basically just holed up in my house the whole time. Yeah, it's no good unless you've got paparazzi around. You really got to get Reba to call your publicist and get people snapping pictures of you so you can get on the websites. Good point. Good point. I will get on that. Well, let's get into some news. On a lighter yes. note, actually, this is related. That's why I bring it up. Um, and, ooh, this we can play our new game. 
Oh. You might want to get me. You know, I don't know if you have music for this, but remember we were gonna we're gonna discuss the crime and guess the state. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, sure, I'm in. Let's uh, sure. Here's um, game show music. Here we go. Okay. Nice Exciting work. note. Nice yeah. All right, here we go. So uh, I'll give you the title. I'll skip the state. You try to guess the state. Okay. Which state has banned? bath salts because they're being snorted by the youth of today. Oh, well, I'm going to have to go with Florida again. Winner! Yes! Excellent! I love that. I think Florida is like, if you guess Florida 70% of the time, you'll be like 100% correct. <laughs> awesome. Wow, I love winning. What do I win? Um, We'll send you some bath salts. How's that? Um... <laughs> Let me read you a little bit about this story so people at home can, uh, you know, follow along. Um, following Louisiana's lead, oh, I guess Louisiana is the, the trailblazer in banning bath salts. Florida slapped an emergency ban on synthetic drugs that are marketed as bath salts because people are losing their minds after snorting and smoking vanilla sky, white lightning, and ivory snow. Apparently, kids are taking bath salts that you can purchase from your, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond or where? Who sells that stuff? Bare Essentials. And I they're guess. cutting it up and uh, throwing it up their nose and uh, God love them. <laughs> is it coming wow. to that, Jason? An emergency ban. You know what is what I, I'm just so wrapped up in trying to figure this out, like the, the ignorance of people to not understand that what you see on TV as white powder, that anything that is white powder will give you a high, is just, I can't even wrap my head around that. Like, like the fact that you, you're so dumb that you don't know that you have to have actual drugs to do drugs. <laughs> uh, well, I think it shows a little bit, doesn't it show a little bit of ingenuity when you're just kind of bored stiff? You know, I was bored as a teenager. I think that's a common condition. You know, just looking around my apartment right now, I'm looking at what I could possibly ram up my nose. Yeah, and There's that's not true. a lot, really, actually, that I can see. So I'm clearly not that creative. I, I suppose, or smoke. I mean, there has to be someone who, who decided that smoking nutmeg or dried bananas was a good idea at one point or another. They call it mellow yellow. Quite rightly. Uh, well, okay, so would that be a or a for you? Oh, I'm going to say sadly not a. All right, I understand. Given the state, given the state that this uh, emergency ban happened in, I'm going to say this, this kind of stuff goes on all the time. All right, okay. Well, I'm glad they put an emergency ban on it, <laughs> just in case. Yeah, right. Your your kids can sleep safely at night in Florida, knowing there's an emergency ban on bath salts. <laughs> what else is in the news? All right, well, let's. Uh, this one is a good one too. My God, I'm, I'm always. This is this is poetic justice. Here we go. We have. I I am just turnabout is fair play. I'll read you a headline. It says: Rooster stabs man to death at cockfight. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, here it goes. A California man died last week after being sliced at a cockfight by a rooster with a knife attached to its leg. The oh stabbing appears God. to have occurred. Yeah, no, gruesome, right? The stabbing appears to have occurred like any pre-planned attack in the commotion following a police raid. Wow. Now, I'm not a cockfighting expert. This is the writer uh, saying this. I'm not a cockfighting expert, but if you're going to force animals to fight each other, it seems like you should not provide them with weapon weaponry that can be used against you. Yeah, roosters exactly. are pretty scary, even when they don't have knives. I agree with that sentiment. Wow. Yeah, I kind of hope. I kind of wish it was just like that. The rooster took up arms on its own. You know, when roosters turn. Like the, the great rooster rebellion. Yeah, exactly. It makes me think of. Um, I've started watching Battlestar Galactica as well. The uh, the new series of Battlestar Galactica. And uh, on me, Starbuck. Yeah, and uh, what I love about the new series of Battlestar Galactica is it starts with, with like a, 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 a dark screen and with words that come up on the screen. And it says, the Cylons were created by man. And then it says, they rebelled, right? And like instantly oh. you're supposed to know everything about that. Like somehow that makes sense that Cylons were created by man and they rebelled. So it's kind of like, 
the roosters were fighting one another. They rebelled, <laughs> you know? Like, and you just go, oh my God, the roosters rebelled. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, right. Well, I saw this book, <clears throat> this book, uh, this movie, The Book of Eli, recently, what, when it was out, with Denzel Washington. It's like one of those post-apocalyptic movies. Oh, sure. I have and a I friend just... who did the score for that film, actually. I know the person uh, who did the score for that. Well, the score was way more intriguing and... Uh, enlightening than the script because the script was just so fabulously vague where it was just you know a bunch of people looking at each other staring into each other's eyes and saying things like you remember the time before i was there <laughs> and that was it that, that that's that's what you know had to suffice for backstory that movie when it came out uh I was going to go, my daughter goes to uh, a high school that's right near Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, so I used to, when I'd go pick her up, sometimes I'd, I'd be doing something else and I'd get there early and I would wander around Hollywood Boulevard just to kill time before she got out of school. And when that movie came out, the Chinese theater had installed these seats that moved and like shook to go along with oh. the movie and they had a like a preview area in the lobby where you could sit and watch the preview and and bounce up and down on the seat um and i think i think that rapidly went away like whatever that exciting new feature that was supposed to be the next great thing in movies uh didn't happen so you might have enjoyed the book of eli a lot more if your seat was moving around yeah right not just being kicked by some over uh, Red Bull teenager behind me. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, you remember what, how it used to be. Oh, I do. I remember the time before <laughs> all this. All right. Well, okay. All right, here's, here's another bit of news. We're rolling. We're rolling right along. Yeah, we didn't, we're not even going to bother to give this one a or a nod. Right? Yeah, who cares, man? It's just, uh, we'll flatline that one. <laughs> Great. The Rooster Rebellion, the Great Rooster Rebellion of 2011. I think I heard they were calling for a million roosters to show up somewhere outside of Bakersfield. Nice, the Million Rooster March. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, so this one involves one of my favorite um, you know, uh, starlets, I guess you would call her. Okay. Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's from uh, the New York Post, page six. And apparently, Jennifer Aniston attended the Super Bowl, and it's, the title reads, Aniston's Army. Jennifer Aniston needs more protection than Steelers owner and U.S. ambassador to Italy, Dan Rooney. She uh, w sent her security squad out to sweep a Dallas restaurant twice before she dined there on Saturday night. Sweep? Sweep, yeah. I guess our, you know, just everyday princess, Jennifer Aniston, who's just like you and me, has to check has for... to have restaurants swept before she... I, I don't I wonder if she means like swept like she sent in like a bunch of like you know illegals to you know tidy up the place right. or if it was an actual kind of uh, you know like a SWAT team making sure there were no uh you know John Mayer fans in the building yeah or bombs or you know in case she wanted to start a, a fire in the fireplace can you make sure that chimney is swept before I get in there <laughs> chim chimney chim chimney chim 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 yeah exactly well all i right. love how broadway kind of creeps back into this show uh periodically yeah yeah it is kind of the broadway issue so uh, yeah there you go i she just annoys me on so many levels this definitely for me is not a okay i understand uh i, I don't know where you fall on the aniston uh, continuum but uh well, you know what? I never watched Friends, uh, so I never got caught up in any of that Friends Jennifer Aniston thing. So Jennifer Aniston to me has always been sort of a, a peripheral uh, person that I hear about rather than someone I have any investment in. The only movie, I think the only thing I've ever seen her in is Office Space. Other than that, I've, I have no Jennifer Aniston in my life at all. Well, she's good in Office Space. I'll give her that. But I, there's a reason why... Uh, a woman that, that that's that hot just is kind of doomed in love. And I, I think personally it's because she probably has bad breath or something. Oh, yeah, probably. Or she talks. Maybe she just talks. Her talking is enough to, you know, repel the most, uh, you know, infatuated man. <laughs> she's, you know, she's got a great body. 
Not to, oh, I'm getting dirty looks from Kim Kardashian's ass by talking about this. I should probably stop. Oh, yeah, easy, right. Otherwise, we might have to sweep your pod castle. <laughs> yeah, right. It's funny. I would have expected Kim Kardashian's ass to come and sweep the pod castle, but uh, here it is, unswept. Yeah, all right. Well, I think she's a little more grounded. Or, or is it she, I guess, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm calling it, I'm referring to it as it, but, you know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, anything else in this week's news? or can um, we... Yeah, we got a couple more. We got a couple more, and then we're going to get right into the show shows that you like to talk about. Okay. Um, this this is just too good. I know we have, we have some listeners that follow this show. It's uh, Jersey Shore, and it's some sage dating advice from Jersey Shore's JWoww, and this was in Gawker. And I just want to read a couple of these, the titles to, um, to some of her, her rules. I guess it's broken down into rules. All right. So like rule eight, stop drinking if you vomit. <laughs> wow. The, the, did Thomas Paine write this? Are you sure? That, okay, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So and Wow's rule 46, if you're the type of girl to get in a bra, keep your nails short. That's a lesson we can all learn. Yeah, right, exactly. You can learn that from this cockfighting story. Here we go. Uh, here's another rule. This is rule 50. Don't do anything you suck at. <laughs> oh, come on. How are you going to get better at it then? <laughs> wow. It says, oh, we did a little blurb about this one. Plain and simple. If you're a sloppy blackout drunk, avoid meeting up for drinks on your first date. Suggest a coffee house instead of a... Uh, or, or someplace where alcohol is not being waved in your face. You do not have to show that side of you. If you are a horrible singer, don't go to a karaoke bar and give the guy a headache with your sorry-ass Lady Gaga imitation. Stick to what you're good at doing. It's all about airing your dirty laundry. What? <laughs> it's all about airing your dirty laundry. It doesn't even make sense. Save the fact that you're tone deaf till you solidify the relationship and can buy him earplugs. Oh, she's witty. I see. I see. She's witty. I, I don't... I, this is... It's a horrible advice. <laughs> I think all of this is terrible advice. How about be who you are? <laughs> Gawker is funny. They, they, uh, the writer says, so uh, you always need to put your best foot forward. This rule applies to oral sex. If, if you're lousy at giving it, save it for later in the relationship. Bad head is always a deal breaker. <laughs> nice. Lovely. And uh, we'll read one more JWoww dating advice. Rule 37, Jace, pay attention. Yeah. Write this down. You don't need some fancy guy's name on your ass. <laughs> it's very true. You don't need anything I anywhere. It. I love it. It's a fancy guy. Like, who would a fancy guy be? Like, Oliver Wilde? Yeah. Or, um, yeah. Is, Oliver, is it Oliver Wilde? Uh, well, Oscar Wilde might be the person you're talking about. Oscar Wilde. Yeah. That's what exactly. He's a fancy a fancy guy. Yeah, fancy guy. Ted McGinley. And uh, right. yep. just one, one last one to close it out because this was just too good to pass, pass up. Um, and this is from my favorite blog, Vice Magazine. Uh-huh. And it's, it's a beginner's guide to drugs for girls. Oh, that's sweet. And I know we have tons of lady listeners out there. Anybody that that uh, goes to our Facebook Facebook page to not like us, you'll see that most of the people that do like us are, are women. So feel free. Right. Feel free to, to customize your drug use to the following specifications, which are? All right. Nothing good happens after 5 a.m. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I like this one. Don't take drugs when you're on your period. Oh, I wonder why. Maybe because you're just so, That's so powerful. Funny. Because my, my wife does take drugs when she's on her period. Oh, she shouldn't. I know. I, mean, I have to show her this. Hope she listens. Um, oh, learn how to roll. I guess that's you have to learn how to roll your own uh, marijuana cigarettes. Oh, okay. <laughs> good. This, this one's good. Don't get too cocky. Don't talk to bouncers when you're high. We've all done it. But their jobs are boring, and if anyone knows that, someone on drugs looks like they do. <laughs> okay. Wow, I am so not in this scene anymore. Okay. I'm not a girl right. anymore either. Don't be a leech. Don't be a leech. Good. Okay, that's actually yeah, this, sound advice for any one, sex. This yeah. one says, boys, hurry up and come. Boys, when you're fucking us or have, have us down on our knees, please concentrate. That crap about how drugs keep you going for hours, it's not necessarily music to our ears. And chances are that at this seedy stage, 
we just want a quick shot of satisfaction, satisfaction, satisfaction. Sat what's wrong with me? Satisfaction. I can't get no. Wow. Gee whiz. Yeah. I got in the rest of the rest of this list just gets more and more really depressing actually. Yeah. That sounds actually like a pretty, like a, um, like a really terrible Charlie Brown special, you know, just shut up and come Charlie Brown. <laughs> I don't remember that episode of Charlie Brown. Yeah, I think it was produced after Charles Schultz's death when they were just trying to milk everything out of the Peanuts empire. But I might be wrong. I might, uh, be, might be thinking of something else. We'll have, to, we'll have to do a search for that one. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, those are just a few things to keep in mind. Okay, good. Uh, and if you have anything else you'd like us to keep in mind, dear listener, let us know. Send us an email at whatdothaysaid at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, just like Rob said. And please, hit the like button. You don't have to be a girl to do so. Or you can call us at 415-937-0445. That's 415-937-0445. If you people can like Orange Juice, you can like our show. Absolutely. Operators are standing by. Speaking of liking a show, I think we've waited long enough, Rob. You touched on it earlier. What are we going to say about The Bachelor? Um, did you watch this week's episode of The Bachelor? I not only watched this week's episode of The Bachelor, which is a lot like being waterboarded, but <laughs> I um, was also diligent enough to take notes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, I feel good about that because I think I've mentioned this a couple times, but I can't really belabor the point. At the two-hour mark of my sitting and watching The Bachelor, I looked up and realized only 45 minutes had gone by. And I was like, wow, really? This is so long. I, 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 I don't know, man. I think what the problem wanna... is, Jason, that you're not embracing The Bachelor. You're, you're, you're not seeing the ways in which The Bachelor mirrors our own lives. Yeah, maybe that's it. And maybe that's this is a good opportunity. We've we've had a, a listener who's been uh, chiming in. We've seen uh, on Facebook and through uh, through email uh, who's been commenting on The Bachelor. So uh, I have decided to um, shore up my team, as it were, <laughs> on The Bachelor. And uh, we've got a special guest this week. Listener Sean is joining us to talk about The Bachelor. Are you there, Listener Sean? I am here. Okay. Bobby Vey and Jason Duplissy. An expert. <laughs> Perhaps you can balance out uh, Rob's reflection of how The Bachelor uh, is everything America and my kind of like, I can't believe I'm watching the show. Here's my main <laughs> problem with the show. I do. I know it's been on forever and I've never watched it, but the, I'm watching it this time. And just knowing, just being a member of a, a person who's been around in pop culture, I know that these never turn out to be long lasting marriages. I, I don't no. buy the conceit that these are people looking for their husband or their wife. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Obviously, the conceit is just uh, about as contrived as it gets. I mean, one week, you talk about the, the relationships being doomed from the beginning. Obviously, when one week you're being helicoptered from, you know, Patagonia to dining on top of Mount Kilimanjaro, and then <laughs> the next week, oh, here I am with my fiancé in his studio apartment in Dallas, you know. I mean, it's there's a problem there, you know, that, that, that that's not going to work. Well, that's but, the funny thing for me is – Watching how all of these women, like all these women play into this fantasy that yeah. this is some sort of natural courting process. Right. I guess that's why they constantly tell each other on their dates. And you notice how essentially the entire conversation of every date is how the date is going. Right. Do you yeah. imagine if that's really the way it worked in real life? Yeah. So how do you think our date is going? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you like me? Do you have feelings for me? I mean, it's constant. There must be other stuff that gets edited out because I can't believe it's that inane for like the two straight hours that they're having dinner and riding in the helicopter or whatever. You know, I can kind of believe it's that inane with this bachelor, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and in fact, with all of them, because the, the only interesting person on the entire show is that is that batshit crazy Michelle, who I could just watch, you know, paint her toenails because she's the most fascinating person on the show, I believe. But I don't I think there's too much showmanship with her and the whole and, and the desperation. Uh, I found it interesting because she's, you know, obviously supposed to be the villain this this season. You know, every season's essentially the same. 
it's different faces, different people, different names, but it's the same archetypes, you know, every season. But, but I love how, you know, so she's obviously supposed to be the, the, the bad girl though. And I actually developed some, uh, I had a little moment of empathy for her this week when she sort of had that moment where she broke down a little bit and she said, I just, I want to be married again. And I want to have more babies. You know, it's like, Oh, I kind of figured that's what was really going on, you know? And it's just been like concealed by all this bravado and, you know, like I said, production values. Don't speak. Just look at me. You know, and yeah. it's just, yeah. <laughs> well, let's address this really quickly. My favorite part of watching this show is when he gets that kind of boyish giddiness and he approaches, you know, the, each woman that he's taking on a date. And he's like, wait till you see what I have planned for you. <laughs> Yeah. As if this Jamoke had anything planned and he isn't being fed these, you know, scenarios by the producers. I just love watching him do It's going to be great. Wait till you see what I have planned for you. Well, that's why I loved when Michelle got all pissy with him about rappelling down the waterfall in Costa Rica. It's like, dude, blame it on the producers. You didn't plan this. Yeah, exactly. That makes but sense to me because I've, I've vowed never to rappel with anybody other than my wife. <laughs> right. No. And what I loved about them is that they kept saying repel, like they were not rappel, yeah. but like things were repellent to them. I can't believe you're yeah. repelling with someone else. Well, you're repelling. <laughs> I swear I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. It was Chris Harrison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There must be like a, a contract you sign, or maybe it's just like an unwritten rule of The Bachelor that, you, you know, you don't play the producer card or you don't mention the construct of the show, you know. You never mention, are you uncomfortable because there's eight cameramen surrounding us right now? You know, I mean, I guess you just don't do that. And, and that every single thing is contrived to get women in bikinis or to get him to oh, take oh. his shirt off. Did everybody else notice that Michelle said, wow, when Brad takes his shirt off, it just makes me want to suck his dick. Did you see her? Say is that, that what she said? Oh, yeah. We thought it was fuck his brains out. We we're trying to read lips. Oh, I think it's suck his dick. <laughs> yeah, what's well, either I, fuck I, or I suck. totally That's missed that. Good. The first word was definitely the fucker suck. I don't know which one it was. Yeah. All right. Well, well maybe we can uh, shoot that out to our listeners. <laughs> what do they said at gmail.com? Let us know what you thought Michelle said. Oh, I smell a poll question. <laughs> and, you know, I guess we should ask listener Sean, when you first started watching The Bachelor, um, because you seem to have a bit more experience with the show than, than either Jace or I. Yeah, it's, it's I we watched it's started watching like midway through season one and I figured I'd go with it. season two. I've essentially been watching this thing since season two and it's actually a pretty painless reality show venture. Jason might beg to differ, but oh. it's um, it, you can get in and out pretty quickly. What there's like six episodes, they cram in like two per year. So I, I think it's a relatively painless way to watch TV with my wife. And, and one thing I realized too, it's kind of fun because you can actually it's this safe venue for you to like make comments about women. <laughs> you know, I agree. That's what this show is for attractive. me. This entire Do you show. Holly, like, talk about which women you find most attractive and why, and it's perfectly okay for some reason. Yeah, no, it is, it is a bubble that I, I relish. <laughs> I mean, you can't do that obviously out in public. Gee, that waitress, you know, she, yeah, I mean, but for some reason, you know, you're watching The Bachelor, all of a sudden it's just, like I said, it's like you, you use the word bubble. You can, all of a sudden it's perfectly safe for to, to discuss these things. And, you know, it works for a way too when they have the Bachelorette seasons and it's like 30 guys that they're, that they're choosing from. You know, fine. She tells me about which ones she thinks are hot and which ones are not. And I understand. I get yeah. it. You, you adjust your wardrobe ac accordingly. Yeah. I can learn things. There, there's stuff to learn. Well, there's stuff, there's stuff to learn, to learn. To, for me about the show itself because I didn't realize it, it took me. I've only watched three episodes and it took me until last night to realize that they go to a different location each time. I had no idea yeah. that that was the conceit of the of the program. Although it is essentially it's the same house. I noticed they've just kind of given up on basing it anywhere else but on that weird sort of McMansion on that little bluff somewhere in Southern California. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I didn't know that. I thought that they each each bachelor got to pee in his own corner so to speak. <laughs> no and it's kind of weird because i remember um after one season the the whoever owns the house uh filed a complaint i don't know if it was as severe as a lawsuit but they were angry because i guess the women had just i don't want to say trashed the place but i guess they didn't like clean up well after themselves and the people were kind of upset who owned the home so i kind of figured that was it for that it thing. might be you know? impossible 
Yeah, I was going to say it might just be impossible to scrub away that much desperation and delusion. <laughs> <laughs> that much conceit, that much artifice. <laughs> exactly. It was doomed. The ship was sank before it even left port. <laughs> so wait, well, there's a poll. There's a poll on the site here, uh, gentlemen. So maybe we can uh, we can just kind of add way in. All right, uh, yeah, and then I want to hear your notes. If you have notes, I absolutely want to hear your notes oh, on that. Rob thing. has notes. Yeah. And I thought, Jason, nothing gets past you. I can take notes. <laughs> They're mental notes. I do I do have some some things that I noticed. All right. Um, but let's answer this question really quick. All right, so what do you think? Will the photo shoot makeout cause trouble? Of course. There are two w other women watching. Or no, the kiss was just for the camera. Well, hmm. I'm going to go with of course. Uh Likewise on that, I think they wouldn't have done it if they figured it wouldn't cause problems. I am going to go differently. These seem like a, a bunch of enlightened women. I'm going to say, no, the kiss was just for the camera. Mm -hmm. Well, but then that wouldn't that indicate that Michelle is not there for the right reasons? That's, a, that's one of my favorite constructs of the show every year. If you had She's to drink every right time reason. that was, yeah, was that uttered, you would just be a, a keeping mess by the end of these two hours. Not here for the right reasons and uh, uh, connection and amazing and surreal. Those are like the four phrases that are just beaten to death into a bloody pulp by the end of each season. Okay, but how often does this is all just you look amazing? This uh, this is so surreal. How, how often does you know, so like so? It's not here for the right reasons. Like last night happened. How many times does someone say "I love you"? Like she dropped the, whatever her name is, and I can't tell any of them apart except for Michelle and Emily because she's blonde. I think that was one of the Chantels. Yeah, who says Ooh, "I love yes. you." They should form a vocal group. Not the Chantels. One of the Chantels. Right. <laughs> We're one of the Chantels. Well, you got to, as far as, it, so uh, you think Michelle's actually the most interesting one. I kind of like, maybe it's just because of her job title, but the funeral director from Chico, <laughs> just because she's a funeral director from Chico. <laughs> yes. Named Chantel. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, that might be her only avenue out of Chico is this show. So that's who I'm pulling for. Yeah, I'm definitely pulling for her. I would say, damn, you're drop dead gorgeous. <laughs> Poor Womack. He's, I mean, the guy, you know, let's be on. He's a bar owner. Yeah. From from, you know, a, a, a you know, a, whatever, Austin, Austin metropolitan yeah. town. But this is for him. I mean, I'm sure this is is fairly he's fairly used to having this much attention. I'm sure thrown at him. Yeah. Well, it's I, poor Womack, I feel, because the guy, he wasn't that interesting the first time he was on The Bachelor. And, you know, so he got a little bit of, you know, he got his 15 minutes because he didn't choose either one. And now he's back and he's not really any more interesting. He just happens to be an uninteresting guy who turns out to have commitment issues, you know, which doesn't make him any more interesting. He is so dull. I like the Dr. Phil they've employed uh, to help oh. him work through his issues. That poor guy. <laughs> All right. So, anything else specific about last night's episode, though? Because we we uh, yeah, know, Rob has notes. Yeah, Rob's got notes. <laughs> well, here's a couple Rob things. Took notes. That... Can we cheat off your notes, Rob? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No looking over my shoulder. A couple things that I noticed in last night's show. Um, I I love how willing Brad is to break down walls. That seems to be a theme with him. Like he must have had a past life in as a, in construction because I, I just want to break down these walls. Yeah, I think Brad's trying to develop a new meme for the show. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing I, I also noticed about watching um, last night's show is how there always seems to be this kind of moment where all the the women are, are sitting around in the hot tub and then one of them will walk in and instantly like it, they all go silent and i guess it's michelle's function to to silence yeah. the whatever yammering was going on before but it just seems to me that these women all know they're in the same situation that they're all going on dates and they all want the same thing so michelle is just stepping up her game she's you know she's in it to win it clearly <laughs> Yeah. And so the rest of them should just get on board. She's not there to make friends. I think we've established that. <laughs> right. What else is Michelle not there to do? 
she, she's uh, not there to rescue screaming people who are screaming bloody murder in the background, obviously, either. Wow, did you hear that? <laughs> no, yeah. Now back to me. Now back to me. Yeah. <laughs> you were massaging my calves. <laughs> right. Exactly. Great. Jace, I understand why you, you, you are uh, drawn to Michelle. Because this, of all of them, this is the one that seems the most up your alley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's just my kind of crazy. She's scared to death. She's a single mom who's, you know, got a good 10 years or so before she's going to have to rely on more than her looks, you know. So yeah. I just don't remember any of the rest of them. I, I, the, who, who got sent home last night? Somebody that wasn't Brit, who I was sure was Jackie, go the artist. Oh, the artist. I, I thought the, the artist. Yeah, I, thought, yeah, I don't I, think Brad has much uh, connection with artists. No, I, th I thought Brit was a goner, but yeah, Jackie, I don't know. Oh, Jackie. I guess she wasn't, you know, daring enough in the repelling. Because I want to find a girl who's adventurous. Yeah, who goes to Spelunkin. <laughs> a Spelunkin. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, this we, we should talk about, though, because this is a bit of man, uh, man nature that I witnessed in last night's show. All right. It might be a little risque. Okay. Okay, so he sends which he sent one of them home because they had the dinner and it was kind of going nowhere. Oh yeah. What was, was her that name? Allie? I think her name was Allie. Allie. Yeah. Allie. Yeah. The, okay. She's the one who's afraid of bugs. Yes. Okay. So he 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 sends her home in in clearly not working out. She she leaves in the limo. And it was right before Michelle goes and busts into his man cave. Yeah. <laughs> And the funniest thing about that, what I kept on thinking about, and this is going to sound terrible, but he's sitting in his man cave, and I'm sure he just wants to, you know, emotional sort of night with Allie and sending her off. And I'm sure he just wants to, you know, have a quick toss and just hit the hay. Yeah. And then <laughs> she, she clearly, when Michelle walked in, it seemed like that was the parade she was raining on. And he couldn't quite trump, like he wasn't ready for an actual woman to be there engaging with them. Like he really just wanted to just kind of like, you know, handle his own and then and go off to sleep. And I think that was the tension I was sensing. <laughs> you could very well be right. Yeah. What's it like being Brad's right hand? <laughs> <laughs> the busiest hand on television currently. <laughs> The cameraman must understand, you know. <laughs> yeah, you need a moment. You need a moment, right, Brad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be unbearable. That honestly, I don't think I. I would. Well, first of all, I don't think I would qualify to be anyone's bachelor. I, I don't know if I have the credentials that Brad has, but but yeah, it must be frustrating. Yeah. I think that's the other thing that yeah, I get out one. of this show as a as a watcher, though, because like all of these women are beautiful. You know, I, I, even the, yeah. the the ugliest of the women is beautiful. You know, you, you were yeah. say, you guys were saying that you can turn to your wives and, and describe the women. But like each of them, I'm like, no, oh, never. No, yeah. as if I would have a chance with any of them, as if any of them would like turn and notice me anywhere. Well, I think that's one of the appeals of it, too. Um I don't know whether this is from the, the male or the female viewpoint, but probably both. It, it can allow you to either ogle them or say to yourself, wow, it's really remarkable how unattractive beautiful women can be. Yeah, right. True. God, to be king for a day. That's what this show <laughs> affords us. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I'm yeah. a little more clear on The Bachelor. I still feel like I could watch four episodes in a row of Make It or Break It and still want more and yet feel like two hours of The Bachelor is is pulling my colon out through my nostril. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I OK, OK. I, the, I can. Uh, I thought I was being risque. <laughs> I think The Bachelor knows what it is though i i think I've, I've kind of you can watch two bachelors in the time it takes to commit to one season of survivor well which <laughs> high, well, high that, praise that indeed problem <laughs> wow this must be the best of all possible worlds <laughs> all right dude you could have two bachelors for one survivor. hey it's a pretty good deal hey, Jason, actually maybe even jason three. i just had to bring an idea though uh before we we uh Say goodbye to listener Sean. We should really get Leroy working on a new song with one of the Chantels as his backup group. Okay. Well, let's find her on Facebook. I'm sure we can be friends with her on Facebook. 
In, in fact, that. Jason, I'm I'm really shocked that you haven't reached out to any of our lovely departed bachelorettes to try to get them to be on the show. I never, I I don't remember any of them. I couldn't tell you, uh, except for Lindsay. I couldn't tell you a, a fallen bachelorette if she was cleaning the windshield of my car. <laughs> wow, I lo- I want to live in L.A. If that's what's going on. <laughs> well, thank you, Sean. We got to move on because we need thank to talk you. about. ABC Families, Make It or Break It. Hey, Rob, how far along are you now? Did you start watching Make It or Break It again? I did. I am actually, I think we're on episode 15 now. 15, okay. I'm only up to 13, so we can't, you got to be careful with me here. Don't want to give me any spoilers. Don't want to reveal anything. Uh, Well, let me know where you're at, actually. Remind me of what happens in episode 13. The last episode I saw, they just went to California. They had their California trip, and uh, uh, um, Emily's mom went on the internet date with uh, uh, Lauren's dad, and he helped her get a car. That's sort of where I last ended up. Um, Ah. I also have to say that the girls drove down Gower. She didn't just is... get a car, Jason. She got a Kia, Kia Sorento. <laughs> That's true. She did get a Kia Sorento. That's a good point. So, okay, um, I know that you're a little further ahead of me, and I, 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 I'd like to have a discussion a little bit. But the without you spoiling things for me, no spoiling. Yes. I'm a little tired of Payson, who, Payson being in a back brace like i just kind of want this to be over I, i'm sick of her being in a back brace and i want her to i want her to rise and uh, achieve and be better um but that being said i also when it started i kind of missed the the pre-nationals rock from last season that now that kaylee's got this celebrity happening and they're on the nationals team and they're sort of shifting into the national spotlight i sort of started to get protective of my girls thinking no no i I liked you guys when you worked at the pizza shack and when you guys were just sort of hanging out in 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 boulder and now that you're out doing other things i'm 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 a little unsure about this but then that went away instantly when they went out to california and i was like oh i'm on board for this i love this i love this well i guess I guess they say that 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 philosopher of our time says, if you love something, set it free. Right. Yeah. I think Sting said that. Oh, OK. I thought it was Voltaire. Um, who uh, let, let me let me ask you this really quick. I don't want to go too far. The California episode. Yeah. Is it fair to say that's the same episode where Payson gets her first kiss? Yes, that is it. Yes. Okay, good, good, because I won't go beyond that. I just want to talk really quickly about the face Payson makes after getting her first kiss. Yes. This strange, scrunched up, kind of shyly embarrassed sort of, it was the, I just, my wife and I kept looking at her saying, stop doing that face, man. You'll never get kissed again. And it's like the (laughs) weirdest, if we can find, I'm going to find a still of that and put it on the blog. It is the funniest face I've ever seen anybody make after I know she was trying to act as if it was she was kind of gawky and you know embarrassed but turned on or whatever but it was just a really bad mix of all of those things right and maybe it's because maybe uh, I, I might be projecting but hopefully it's because she just hates that guy I mean I know that she's supposed to be in love with him but I hate that guy this new guy that they brought you don't in like the, him? the number one what's his name the number one guy in the rock the number I think one his guy, name's Jimmy. Nick Nick? I think it's Nick. Yeah. yeah. Nick. Oh, he just bothers me. And I think I just he bothers me because I'm jealous of how how manly and chiseled and classically teen beat handsome he is. Oh, I hate him. Oh, yeah. He's a very handsome guy. And boy, I mean, he can really work those that pummel horse. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, well, and- here's the deal with the show, in my opinion, though. They're, they're tackling so many – it's like a shotgun blast of issues that they tackle in, in one episode. Yeah. That it almost gets like um, weighed down by how much individual drama they all have. Right. Yeah. So I think maybe that's the – with the Nationals thing, it's just yet another sort of layer of, you know, isn't it hard being a teenager nowadays – and we're kind of losing a bit of the characters and those sort of 
the subtlety, <laughs> I say this, the subtlety of the earlier episodes. Right. Although there are still moments of it. There was that moment where Kaylee uh, finally got in, was decided to lose her virginity in the car with, uh, I forget his name. That but... was good. Yeah, that was interesting. That was good acting. I was, you know, Carter has uh, more restraint than I did at his age. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Especially now that he's living in Lauren's place, or at least he, he moved into Lauren's oh. place for the weekend. And Lauren, this season is blossoming. I don't know about you, but when Lauren doesn't have oh, her hair God. up in her l tiny little pigtails, I'm like, whoa. I, suddenly I'm, I'm extremely interested in Lauren this season. Uh, let me tell you something. I am nothing if not a, a the sum total of my fetishes. And when he walks oh i i can't go i can't go there you're just going to have to wait for it. it 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 just involves girls in leotards and uh and in pigtails and you're right you're right god i need to take a bath <laughs> all right well my bath salts if the bath salts weren't banned in this state i would take a bath right now yeah i understand i hear you okay well let's get back uh, we'll we'll touch more on this i know that uh, we've gotten a lot of email and calls from people who actually started watching make it or break it thanks to us so maybe we can it's crazy right yeah it is great and i want to get uh, a little the mail sack is just filled it's brimming over the top with people that are now watching this show as a result of us. Listener Alan, I think, is very close to completing every episode you can watch on Hulu. <laughs> All right. Well, then we need to catch up just so that we're, uh, well, you know, you and I need to be at least at the same segment so we can talk freely yeah. about it. Uh, so I will catch I'll up slow a down. little bit. Okay. Well, yeah. And I also, like I said, I've been involved with the with the uh, play, so I've, I haven't had much time to to sit in and 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 really invest myself in make it or break it. But uh, we'll we'll put a little we'll put a little bookmark in this conversation. Come back to it later. All right. Oh, yeah. I just had a quick question for you, Jace. Yeah. As a director in your play directing, would you say you you're more like a Sasha or a Marty? Oh. <laughs> uh. No, I don't think I'm either of them. I think I'm, I think I'm the best of both of them. How's that? Oh, that's nice. Wow, you're like a fabulous director. Are you having your actors uh, work on Sunday? <laughs> yeah, I am having them work on Sunday. You know what? Though the thing about that is, like Marty, actually, he did that great thing early in last season where Payson came to to dress him down and blame him for going away and he like told mm -hmm. he like sent her on her own to to earn her wings you know i thought that was actually pretty good yes. of marty that was unseen and now he's just sort of a wow we're talking about make it or break it again aren't we that's how great this show well, is. He, well one one more thing about make it or break it that we're not talking about yeah uh, okay so the woman that was in fraser i forget her name the Harry actress gilpin, you know yeah. gilpin yeah man is this chick on like maximum doses of volume when she uh, is on set because there is not a ounce of emotion when she Payson oh Payson don't you're gonna get hurt have a good time Payson you know like she is just like the most surreal or not surreal serene um, yeah. actress I've ever seen was she like that on Frasier uh, I didn't watch much of Frasier, but she she was, yeah. I mean, she's very even-keeled. She's supposed to be the voice of reason, you know? Oh, okay. She might be taking it a bit too far. Well, maybe that could be some chum for the snark tank. Ooh! I dust off my suit. It's been so long since I've been in the snark tank. It's true. I thought I'd throw a curveball at you. Have, you. have you got any chum for this week's snark tank? Got a little chum. I always, I always try to keep a little chum in my pocket in case the snark tank uh, happens on me. There you go. Keep some chum in your pocket and a picture in your head, and you'll never be lonely at night when you're in bed. Oh, that's beautiful, Jason. Thank you. Um, do you have any snum or snum <laughs> chum? Uh, I, I'm no, I, not anything that is is grand. You know, nothing that would be over-encompassing to include everybody. I have some particular snark about my situation with the play and stuff, but what's your snark? Okay, my, I'll keep it brief. So my wife gets um, a, a lot of magazines delivered to the house, one of which is like Us. I think it's Us uh, magazine or some celebrity magazine. And on the cover is the, apparently the Teen Mom from uh, MTV's hit show Teen Mom. 
Yeah. And it says something like how the kids brought them closer together. I guess her and her boyfriend were on the on the rocks. And my snark is this. Can we not celebrate teen moms? I mean, Jesus, what is going on in this society? I mean, that used to be some, did you know any teen moms when you were in high school? No, I didn't know any teen moms. Although my aunt was a teen mom, interestingly enough, but that was way back in the day and there was all sorts of repercussions and consequences. Plus her whole life, you know, has gone by after having made that choice. So, you know. Did your aunt hire a publicist and try and angle for the cover of Us Magazine? No, she didn't, but um, maybe there's still time. I can email her. (laughs) (laughs) I I just think that... um, you know, there's so many, there's so much talk about uh, family values and and kids not doing the right thing, and you know where where do we go wrong? Uh, what we where we go wrong is we buy magazines and watch television shows that celebrate really poor decision making. Yeah, well, I think th- that really poor decision making is just permeating everything. I was listening to that CeeLo song the other day. You know, you know the song I'm talking uh-huh. about. Yeah. Um, the one with the F word? The one with the F word, yes. Forget yeah, my you. My wife loves that song. Well, you know what? It's yes. a pretty darn catchy song. And when I when I first started when it first started making the rounds, I ignored it because I, I was not that I was offended by it, but I thought it was kind of cheap. You know? Uh-huh. Uh but then I just sort of heard it playing and I got into the music and I got into the you know, it's a catchy song. What can I say? It's a good tune. Um but the sentiment of it, what a difference between say all you need is love and fuck you. You know, that's kind of where we are these days that people walk around like like I can walk through the grocery store and fuck you. It's like, you know what? Why is that? Why? Why is everybody walking around in defiance to everybody else? I, I'm, I'm actually working on working on being in a, 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 a not in a hippie way of being in love, but like walking around in love with people. And it really uh, hurts. <laughs> <laughs> to have everybody be fuck you. And I think a lot of the fascination with like teen pregnancies or, or or celebrities is this kind of fuck you fascination with it. Like you 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 people hate the teen moms and think it's terrible in this sort of family values way, but that's why they're elevated to celebrity because they're put up for scorn and yet at the same time they are put up as celebrities, you know? Wow. Astute as always. Um, I, I couldn't agree more with, with, with all of that. You know, this is a popular refrain with me when it comes to these kinds of um, snarky, snarky bits. But I really have to say that it is directly correlated to the generation just, you know, what above the, the current, you know, kind of youth of today that we like to rally against. And I love the youth of today. There's a lot of good that comes out of, you know their generation. But it really is, I believe, a lot of parents who are probably around our age telling their kids that they can do whatever they want. Right. Yeah. You're the best and you can do whatever you want. And, you know, don't let anybody stop you or judge you. And while that's good advice for a self-esteem kind of way, it gets taken to the nth degree where it becomes, you know, Everything that I do is all right because I'm doing it. Yeah, there's and actually I'm owning it. A, I think I feel like we've had this conversation before, so if we have, you can stop me. But there's a, a really great episode of Penn and Teller's show Bullshit. Have you ever watched Bullshit? Penn and Teller's Bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, it's really great. Should and, I link to it on the blog? I mean, is it uh, like on YouTube? Well, I don't know if it's on YouTube. It's it's a Showtime show, so I don't know if it, it actually gets out there posted on YouTube, maybe. But they did a whole uh, episode on self-esteem, uh, on why self-esteem uh-huh. is bullshit. And there was a therapist on it who did, made a really concise and great uh, summation, which which brings into focus exactly what it is you're describing here. And I don't remember the exact quote, so maybe we can dig it up for next week's episode or or post a video on the blog for it. But it was Ooh, about how, how how lame it is to tell everybody that they're okay, that you, that everybody isn't the best, everybody isn't unique. You know, it takes people out of community to say that you're unique. You know, and we are all part of a community. You know, so yeah, yeah. 
We're not all winners, people. Trust me, I know. We can't all be Kaylee Cruz with her own parking space. Well, I well, think that was nice. It was nice to dip our toe back into the snark tank. Yeah, it felt good. felt right. Um, well, we'll have to give out some swag bags next week. Yeah, sounds good. Hopefully we've offended somebody. Hopefully we can get uh, Kaylee Cruz. A, 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 we haven't offended Kaylee Cruz, though. Yeah, we'll see if we can get... Maybe we'll give her a, a swag bag just for, you know, just for being, uh, you know, generous. Right. Or just be generous to her. So, Jace, what do you got going on? Let's uh, let's let's let the folks know what the weekend looks like for you and me, and then we'll we'll get the hell out of here. God, okay. this hour went by fast, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it's, it's good to have. Uh, you know, I, I feel kind of badly for just sort of hanging up on listener Sean there, but <laughs> we did have to move well, on. It happens. Yeah, uh, we're, we're busy guys. Yeah. Well, I've got the the there's this whole one act festival going on, and the play that I'm directing opens on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think. Um, Ooh, I thought we I thought we opened on Tuesday, but I, I, I was talking with the cast yesterday, and I believe there's some sort of invited preview on Tuesday. I think there's an invited dress on Monday, and then a invited preview on Tuesday, and then we officially open on Wednesday. But I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I guess I should figure that out so I can tell people to come to the show. But yes, everybody within the sound of my voice, come see the ligature evening of short plays. Uh, I am in rehearsal Friday night, uh, and then we're in tech again all day uh, Saturday. And then just like the girls at The Rock, I will be working them on Sunday where we are doing a run-through. And then, like I say, we've got, we're in front of an audience Monday and Tuesday night, and I think we open Wednesday. Plus, as additionally part of this one-act festival, there's not only the plays that were that are being mounted on as an actual stage production, but then there's also going to be readings of plays that didn't uh, quite make the cut, but were good enough to be part of the competition. So I'm directing one of those shows as well. We have a rehearsal tonight uh, with um, other actresses and another actor, so I'll be directing that. Uh, plus this group that I'm involved with uh, that I'm doing, that I went on the retreat with my therapist. This is actually a nine-month course I'm doing, uh, and we're meeting uh-huh. uh, with a with a different teacher some sort of teacher on um friday night so i've got a lot on my plate oh plus i'm doing the sound design for all five of the plays that are on part of this show so i've been doing that too so i got a lot to do no time for love dr jones (laughs) (laughs) i'm exhausted just listening to that and i'm also exhausted watching kim kardashian's ass just really like search for food everywhere in, in, in my apartment. It's like left the green wall. And at, at a, while you were talking, you said mount. And at that very moment, Kim Kardashian's ass was mounting a sleeping Galvin on our couch who was sleeping off another, I guess, busy night of shooting. Interesting. She's like, your own, little, uh, she's like your own little Roomba. I know. I know. The wife's going to freak out. She's going to be, where's all my... Crudita. <laughs> Crudita, crudita, crudita. Uh, well, let me uh, just quickly, I'll, I'll just uh, say a couple of things. One, please go to the blog, www.whatdobasid.com. There's some interesting, there's a, there's a Kim Kardashian piece that's up there that I think is interesting, uh, thought-provoking. And then there's a, uh, a little bit on the Nashville music scene with a lot of great videos of performers I played in my most recent music cast. What Duvet Said About Music came out on Wednesday, issue 18. It's all about Nashville and has a great interview with this performer, Tristan. And you know what, Jace? No, what? Are you there? I'm here. I'm listening. It is uh, It is made the rounds in Nashville, my brother. I've gotten so many people retweeting and passing, uh, passing it around Facebook. The performers that I played were very happy with it. I'm, I think I'm going to get a lot of... Uh, interview opportunity out of this and uh, really start exposing a great music scene to people out here mostly on the west coast that don't know who a lot of these performers are so i'm i the blog is just like i've gotten like 500 hits before i even woke up this morning yeah well it is a massive podcast and for anybody who wants to hear probably the best podcast that bob duvet has ever done download this week's huge almost two and a half hours of quality music and fun times with Bob Duvet. What Duvet said about music yeah. issue 18. The it's a good issue. one, folks. I'm just, this is, I'm not tooting my own horn. This one, I really outdid myself because the music's so strong. Well, you don't it need to toot your strong. own horn. I just said it. I'm tooting your horn. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Ooh, thank you. I should just let it happen. I have a hard time with having my horn tooted. I understand. I also and, uh, understand that uh, oh, 
we need to hear from you, dear listener. What do they said at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and like us or give us a phone call at 415-937-0445, 415-937-0445. We're going to dip into the mail sack, I think, next week. I, I noticed there was a few phone calls that were put up there. Yep, yep, I saw that, saw that. We'll uh, give out some swag bags. Great, yeah, all right. So uh, anything else, Rob, before we put a cap on this exciting yeah. episode? We're going to put a cap. I know I, uh, we, have, we have places to get to. I'm just going to say that I'm going to, Anybody within the sound of my voice, go to the Uptown in Oakland, in Oakland's Uptown. It's a club there right by the Paramount Theater and uh, the Fox Theater. Friday night, a great band called The Butlers is performing. They do uh, a lot of stuff from like the 70s, like Aerosmith, Queen, ACDC, Thin Lizzy. Shout out to Gary Moore from Thin Lizzy who passed away recently. I read that, yeah. Uh, very, yeah, very sad. But this band is great and they really do the music justice it's going to be a, a fun time and my good friend michael butler is in that band and he is the inspiration for uh definitely our music show um here on wds so i just want to get some people out there it, you, it is a good time so if you're listening to this go out to the uptown and catch the butlers they're playing second on that bill so if you get there by uh, 9 30 you should be good and I, I will be there so you can meet me you can buy me a drink for all this free entertainment fantastic get a station id and be able to say that you are listening to what they said thanks rob thanks to listener sean for calling in and joining us we hope to get you back again some other time to talk bachelor i will get caught up on make it or break it get back to rehearsing my show you download the music podcast you go see the butlers and everybody else do whatever it is you're doing but please everybody else kick rocks keep listening Fantastic. All right, Rob. See you next week. Bye, listeners. Bye, Jason.